0: from St. Mark's Cathedral. I'm Holly. I'm Tyler. And we're sitting down for another episode of Eat This Book as we read through and pray through the lections for this coming Sunday. What is it? The seventh Sunday after Pentecost. Proper 10-year-A. And we're reading through, praying through these scripture texts in the style of Lectio Divina. uh, Listening for, pulling out uh, words, and lines, images, uh, that show us something of who God is, and who God is calling us to be. So We'll start with our collect for Holy Scripture, and then the collect for this Sunday. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. Hmm. Blessed Lord, who caused all Holy Scriptures to be written for our learning, Grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever.
1: Amen.
0: O Lord, mercifully receive the prayers of your people who call upon you, and grant that they may know and understand what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
1: Amen. It's interesting, but... You know, in a a world of like life coaches and like career planning and all this kind of stuff, the understanding what we're going to do, uh, how many times have we done the pro con checklist, Mm -hmm. you know, should I move, should I stay, should Mm -hmm. I take this job, should I not take this job, blah, blah, blah. that's all usually done in our sort of, well, entirely secularized world of, uh, just under our own power, mm-hmm. right? I remember being, I had some, I forget what I was even trying to discern, but I was going on and on about like the, the pros and the cons, and if I do that, then this, and, mm-hmm. and about 20 minutes into the the litany, of, you know, of just mental spinning, uh, my priest said, have you prayed to God about it? It was like like the last thing (laughs) that would ever have occurred to me. You know, so like, but that's what the collect is just trying to remind us. Like we call upon God's name. We call upon the source of all beauty, truth, and goodness. um, So that we may know and understand what things we should do. Mm -hmm. And that when we have a sense of what that might be, that we also ask for the the grace to, to follow, what we've glimpsed, mm-hmm um, but it all begins with going to God, not to our head, mm. or what our parents told us to do, mm-hmm. or what our society tells us to do, or what Instagram or a YouTube influencer tells us to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, yeah, all the pro and con lists, that sort of rational calculation. Mm. Uh, it's keyed to different values, or can be, but it's, it's still our sense of what's best, what is maximizing some sort of value, mm-hmm. uh, which may or may not have anything to do with what God wants for us, mm-hmm. uh, which in the general sense is our flourishing mm-hmm. in a specific way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's not something we can do algebra about.
1: Algebra about. Yeah, and I, you mean, I think this, yeah, this priest actually did say it's fine to do pro and con lifts after you've called upon God's name and sat in the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by sitting in the uncertainty, he means like feeling in your body the anxious quiver mm. of not knowing mm-hmm. what you're going to do next and sitting in and as that mm-hmm. uh, quivering. Anxious quiver of being, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, right? Sitting in that place, habituating to that, and then having entered like gingerly into the ice bath of uncertainty, right? Which is mm-hmm. what, it, right? Oof. I mean, it's no wonder nobody wants to pray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh huh. But I mean, if you're honest about it, that's what it is sometimes. And then from that, you can do a pro and con. That's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. But. But how often is the pro and con list a way of avoiding that anxiety, that uncertainty? It is, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But fine, after you've gone there... Yeah, great. ...to then sketch it out, what, what emerges from that mm-hmm. experiential immersion in not knowing and uncertainty? Um, I that's just what struck me. Hmm. And like, we say, oh Lord, mercifully receive in the sure and certain knowledge that God does mercifully receive. Yes,
0: yes we do. Yeah, that is the strange thing about praying for mercy, petitioning for mercy. Always in the trust that of course mercy is being given, has always been given, will continue to be given.
1: There's something about the act of asking that is generative
0: Mm
1: or opening to us. Mm We do it to open something in us, not to change the mind of God. Mm-hmm. It's not like He's unmerciful and then, since we ask nicely, then God becomes merciful. right? Like said, no you need, you need to ask for mercy because we are kind of just stuck in that self-reliant picture of just doing the prone comment according to mm-hmm. our yeah. usual way of operating, right? So
0: it's God's property always to have mercy. <laughs> But um, <laughs> not ours to receive it
1: another reason why I write one prayer of humble access that so is, good yeah it is so good. good you good? yeah so Isaiah 55 can I just this is a pop quiz before they uh-huh. hear it where good Episcopalians do you hear this in the daily offices. It's, it's translated slightly differently. Mm-hmm. But you pray this a lot, so it's <laughs> a little quiz.
0: I need the Jeopardy music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> okay. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. The word of the
1: Lord. Thanks be to God. So, if since we're playing Jeopardy, it's uh, what is the second song of Isaiah, right? Woo! <laughs> uh-huh. Slightly different section of it. uh uh-huh. Um, but this links up kind of interestingly with the parable of the sower um, in, in Canticle 10 that we say in morning prayer um, it's prefaced by um, for your thoughts are not my thoughts are not your thoughts nor your ways my ways says the Lord hmm. for as the heavens higher than the earth and so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts so there's this um, sense of the um, transcendent mysterious, hidden yet purposeful working out Mm -hmm. of God's providence uh, even though we can't know it, see it experience it sometimes Mm -hmm. um which is kind of like the whole thing about the parables is that they are it's about the mysterious hidden yet always at work nature of god's providential will Mm -hmm. right
0: yeah the kingdom is already here Mm -hmm. yet hidden but it is being revealed and working out, and so many of the parables hit that over and over. Um,
1: like, where'd this crop come from? I went to sleep, I wake up, and there they are. Oh my, mm-hmm. how did that happen? You know, um, all, all these examples of this uh, work being worked in us, um, blessedly, thanks be to God, without our knowledge of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people complain like they do their prayer and like nothing ever happens and I was like you should be most grateful for that because if you knew what was happening the only thing we would ever do is tell everybody about a post on Facebook and wear a medal. I mean for real or want a certificate or Mm -hmm. because that's what so God's like yeah I'm just not going to do that. You don't need to know. (laughs) It never goes well. So you know it's going to be hidden quiet and that's why, it, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, dry, boring, stony prayer that some of us have experienced for decades at a time, uh, <laughs> is the best mm-hmm. for us. I mean, it might be ultimately, it might not be all that fun in the moment, but uh, it's um, it's the way that the work gets done so that we still can live um, unselfconsciously and self-forgetfully mm-hmm. and the fruits are shown uh,
0: for other people in our
1: lives yeah. sort of naturally without us even really recognizing until maybe after the fact and mm-hmm. somebody else points you're like oh yeah that is true that did mm-hmm. happen huh weird yeah um,
0: cactus flowers <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how did that happen mm-hmm
1: so is my word that goes forth from my mouth that will not return to me empty but will accomplish that which I purposed and prosper in that for which I sent it So here there's a very explicit reference to the word mm-hmm. <clears throat> going out and always being at work and it's like really like Jesus is just telling a homespun parable of I think I've heard like this this section of Isaiah like-hmm It goes out and mm-hmm. it comes back, mm-hmm. um, and it will prosper. In the same way, that even when you scatter seed on a stony ground, and a bird birds gobble it up, right? Mm-hmm. But guess what? There's some seeds that are designed to be gobbled up by birds, mm-hmm. so that when they pass through the digestive tract, ahem, and they. <laughs> That is actually what is required for them to flower, mm-hmm. right? The casing out on the outside of the seed, whatever it's right. called, is taken off through the digestive process, mm-hmm. and then it's actually able to be a seed. So it's actually, even when it's, quote-unquote, on the stony ground and right. wasted and yeah. eaten by a bird, scavenger, yeah. even then it can't yeah. not prosper. Nothing right? is wasted. No. Yeah.
0: Uh, Good also to think of Jesus, the living word, going Mm -hmm. forth from the Father, returning to the Father, accomplishing what was purposed.
1: Uh, And the exodus and the return. mm -hmm. Going out and coming back, dying, Uh, rising. mm
0: -hmm.
1: We go out of ourselves in prayer to God and we get our lives given back to us Mm -hmm. as gift. But it's yeah. What what you said is important too, because I can't tell you how many times, and I think even in Sunday school, I've been told this. Like, Jesus is the sower,
0: Hmm.
1: right? Yeah. Jesus is not the sower. (laughs) God is the sower. Jesus is the seed. Is what's sown by the Father, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's. I just I was thinking about it, and I was like. Jesus, sword, da da da, and I say, wait
0: a second. Well, it's a way of getting stuck in a very mental propositional idea of uh, the word Jesus says these words, and then those are the seeds that grow. Yeah. No, Jesus is the expression of the Father uh, that is cast over all creation abundantly, profligately, prodigally, uh, wastefully. Through whom all things are made. Yeah.
1: So that's why I think it's important to think of Jesus as the the Father sows the world in Christ, so that there is not a single place mm-hmm. in the entire universe that does not shine, dancing with the seed of Christ,
0: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That,
1: that will flower, right, when God is all in all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the assurance and the certainty yeah, that this passage carries.
1: Yeah, and that's the crazy good news of like, like literally like, because if Jesus is the guy throwing the seeds, then you have to take the seed of the Gospels to poor heathens who've never heard it, mm-hmm. right? Or you, the priest, have to take the word of Jesus into the hospital room, to make sure that you plant the seed mm-hmm. in that poor, sick person so that, you know, you know, this whole horrible world that...
0: Where everything depends on human effort. And you can't say, uh, it will not return to me empty. It's like, well, it really could if I mess it
1: up. Or if the person doesn't accept it. Right. If they yeah. don't hear it properly. like This is, for all his genius, and he was a genius, St. Ignatius, if you read carefully some of his, his writings, like there's a massive amount of fear in that comes from this very picture, actually, of mission. Mm-hmm. That it is not a picture of a world already seated with Christ's presence playing in 10,000 places. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a world where the missionaries take that word To a barren and empty land and convert the heathens and then they're saved. And if they don't get to enough places They're not saved. They're not saved. And he's like literally like tortured by the visions of all the people in, say, Japan or India, parts of Goa that um, Mm. couldn't reach. Mm. Right? And that's a real Strangely contemporary picture of mission, where from where we live in Salt Lake City, Mm -hmm. um, where you know the gospel is conceived of having taken to people who don't know it Mm -hmm. rather than assuming Christ's always already at work presence in a place, and it's our job to, um, with eyes open, ears. Mm-hmm. With the people in that place, in the mm-hmm. new thing that God is doing. right?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, much Much less <laughs> uh, weight on, um, on on the human effort, right? It's, it's not gonna the, the world is not. Uh, all of creation is not a project that we can sabotage or, or doom by our... our um, or save. Or save, right. Like, either way, it does not hinge on what we do. Yeah. We don't get to claim credit, and we also uh, don't have to fear abject failure in, in that sense. Right. Uh, it will accomplish that which God has purposed. The word will prosper in that for which it was sent.
1: And So the question becomes more a question of like, through our consent, our yes, our cooperation, Mm -hmm. our participation, our mutual indwelling, whatever you want to call it, through that, what fruits of the Spirit will be born in our lives? Mm -hmm. Um, Rather than whether or not God's purposes will be accomplished. It's a very small picture of God. it is.
0: often from people who like to talk about providence and sovereignty of God. <laughs> no. <laughs> God will accomplish <laughs> what God's purpose. Mm-hmm. Let's trust that.
1: And it's hard to talk about that without the parable, but yeah, um, anyway, we'll
0: get there. Um, Psalm 65. Every other verse?
1: You want to do nine through 14?
0: Sure. Okay. You visit the earth and water it abundantly. You make it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water.
1: You prepare the grain, for so you provide for the earth. You drench the
0: furrows and smooth out the ridges. With heavy rain, you soften the ground and bless its increase.
1: You crown the year with your goodness and your paths overflow with plenty.
0: May the fields of the wilderness be rich for grazing and the hills be clothed with joy. May the meadows
1: cover themselves with flocks and the valleys cloak themselves with grain. Let them shout for joy and sing. Mm -hmm. Verses one through eight are kind of similar. Mm except I suppose since there's a mention of sin in the lectionary committee. So oh, we can't it's have optional. That, have can't have that on a Sunday. So,
0: one uh, uh, thing that's interesting about the Psalm, a lot of Psalms, um, have a kind of fear of the ocean, fear of roaring waters, fear of mm-hmm. the chaos and the deep, mm-hmm. um, that's throughout the old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the psalm where uh, the flood is understood to be gracious and uh, right. actually preparing. It blots
1: out the sins. Mm-hmm. Like in the. First, it
0: drenches the furrows, smooths out the ridges, it softens the ground, blesses the increase.
1: In verse three: It's our sins are stronger than we are. Like, oh goodness, we are uh-huh. stuffed, as they say in England. <laughs> uh, but you will blot them out. Uh-huh. Happy are they choose to who you choose and draw to your course to dwell there so there's like it's this overweening sense of God's mercy God's providence mm-hmm. abundance always present working mm-hmm. um, and that we can't do it on, on our own and we never, never were supposed to in the first place mm-hmm.
0: and that God will do it and sometimes through the very thing we feared Mm-hmm. That we are trying to guard against and the waters. Make yeah. firm, build up the banks, whatever. Yeah. Here yeah. that's what yeah. allows the yeah. the meadows to cover themselves with flocks, valleys cloaked with grains.
1: Yeah, and the drenched furrows, you know, there's there is that sense of the flood, but also like this sense of the new creation of of, of baptism. Mm-hmm. The second baptism of watering the earth with your tears you know like mm-hmm. that so like out of out of that brokenness emerges an opening a crack through which God can do God's new thing mm-hmm. and just this like sense of amazing bounty is what's happening minus our opinions of it (laughs) Uh so it's almost like like that's the that's it's like the always already here ness Mm -hmm. even in sorrow grief pain loss uh, forsakenness depression whatever uh, that even that. Mm-hmm. can be an expression of joy
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, when we're not all caught up in saying oh this isn't it, this isn't, this can't be it I must, I must be doing it wrong otherwise I would feel this way or that way mm-hmm. um, because joy is a tricky word and a, a quiet joy that is what's here absent our opinions I am on board with that hmm If you want me to walk around, you know, happy, clappy, smiley all the time, that ain't going to be, that's not going to work for me. Um, And I think that, I think that's a really good definition of joy,
0: Mm -hmm. actually. Yeah.
1: Because it's not tied to a particular emotional state, Circumstance. circumstance. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. it's
0: tied if to anything to the fact of our being and our being participating in God's being. It's that we are created. There is something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is it deep down? It's also not. It's right here. But mm-hmm. uh, right. But yeah. But it is often deep down below all the stories, the opinions about what's happening. That mm-hmm. uh, that joy is just. Sparking
1: along. hmm That cut the isness or the beingness of.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, each moment, sort of, really, regardless of content. Yeah. Could be the joy that the the psalms are pointing to. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it that is what they ultimately point to because through all the crazy. Every single, forget Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, how many shades of humanity do you get in the Psalms right mm-hmm. like you through that just wild kaleidoscope yeah I think the underlying the message underneath of that is like this too is joy mm-hmm. this too seen offered to God can be an expression of joy mm-hmm. right? No, no matter who you are where you are how you're feeling that's a joy I can trust that's, that's trustworthy it. sturdy yeah. the other thing's just cotton candy
0: if you have to cook it up
1: I'm not interested <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. Uh, because this joy just is Be- yeah because it's, that's a human construct yeah and it's, that is ultimately a golden calf mm-hmm. you know it's something humans make mm-hmm. and the things that humans make are not God the Protestant principle, mm-hmm. Paul Tillich, look it up. <laughs> but like that's the thing, right? Like it's so easy for us to get trapped in these ultimately idolatrous and human created mm-hmm. pictures of of what joy looks like. Mm-hmm. And then we walk around like, oh, I don't have any joy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: while you're swimming in it all the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like a fish in water. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, interesting.
0: Romans 8? Yeah. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and to deal with sin, he condemns sin in the flesh, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. That last bit, right, is one of the anthems in the burial office. hmm yeah, right? mm-hmm. I like this idea it's kind of the same thing as the pro-con list, like never bearing fruit, but like if you're living in the world of the flesh, you can't please God. It's like built in, it's Mm -hmm. baked in to the whole thing that you can't please God Mm -hmm. because you've set up God as someone way out there that you have to work to appease or please. Like Mm -hmm. you're, you're operating from an entirely wrong paradigm where that completely misses the fact that the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. Mm-hmm. The one who wants to please God by works of the flesh and sets of minds and the works of the flesh, am I doing it well, am I doing it badly? Mm-hmm. I'm doing it well, that person's doing it badly, or they're doing it really well, and I always suck at it, never I'm mm-hmm. no good. You can't please God in that way. Right. That's the that's the world of the flesh, right? Yeah. Like that's the whole paradigm. Yeah. That you're separate from mm-hmm. God, and it's by your works that you're going to please this, yeah. you know, judgmental God way up there. Yeah. He's saying there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, who know themselves in Christ, who know the Spirit that dwells in them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, it's a totally different way of doing it, where you are already pleasing to God.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes people hear Paul talk about flesh and spirit and oh. say, "Okay, body bad, spirit good." Oh That's God. not what we're doing here. It's much more like, It's much more interesting than that.
1: <laughs> it's much more like self-centered ego or self-reliant. Yes. Self apart from God. Yeah. Yeah, That's I think it's it's of...
0: self the view of the self is I have to be self-reliant, I have to fix myself, take care of myself. And the view of God is God is out there. God is separate. God is far off. I don't already belong to God. Uh,
1: it's a big like subject object kind mm-hmm. of dualistic picture. Yeah.
0: Of the split where God is far away, usually up, and I got to <laughs> crawl, drag my <laughs> own way uh-huh. uh, to
1: God. That That's the world of the good flesh. Good deed by good deed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The world of the spirit... The life and the spirit, the spirit of God, already dwells in you, and therefore, (laughs) you belong to Christ. Uh, And there is no separation. Uh, That spirit lives in and through you, and by it you are being saved.
1: And in that way, like virtue or morality, becomes not a ladder to get to God, sort the mm-hmm. process of uh, stringent purif- purification, but an expression of a life that more and more manifests the already achieved mm-hmm. life uh, in union with God. Mm-hmm. The more clearly we recognize that, surrender to that, live from that, the more clearly what we call the virtues mm-hmm. uh, come to be expressed in and through us. Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that's, that's what he's getting at with the indeed, yeah. indeed cannot. Like the, the virtues have to be for nothing, just flowering. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't be instrumentalized. It can't be that we're trying to earn uh, our worthiness or earn the love of God by
1: <laughs> these virtues. That undermines them. Mm-hmm. Um, makes it all about the self actually yeah. yeah you just end up doing it really well or really bad yeah. take your pick you either get a medal or you get sent to the back of the yeah. back of the bus but like the virtues are only the virtues when we trust God and
0: rely on God and don't need to prove anything right yeah
1: yeah yeah and very very interesting how Something like this, an expression of this, that um, sits alongside all these people uh, who talk about, "Oh, well, I'm working on this, I'm working on that, I'm working on this," mm-hmm. and, and it sounds, mm-hmm. um, it sounds really um, exhausting and kind of terrible, and like they never succeed
0: mm-hmm.
1: working on whatever they're working mm-hmm. on. Um, but, because I've seen it in myself too, like the reason why we opt for that exhausting working on, uh, is cause we are actually, we have set our mind on the flesh, the mm-hmm. self that can achieve and win and, mm-hmm. and get to the top and do it. Mm-hmm plant the flag on the top of the mountain. right? The very last thing actually that the separate self wants to hear is that it's not separate. And and it's not your work. Mm -hmm. And so there's this like, the working on, the working on is actually kind of a cover for uh, yeah, a a deeper more painful fear Mm -hmm. of of not wanting to surrender, let go, mm-hmm. uh, and ultimately, it's like this. There's an element of like uh, I don't want to say you don't trust enough, but it is like there's mm-hmm. there's no unfaith in that.
0: Mm-hmm. At least for me. Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah, unfaith as insecurity in relationship with God.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah are you trustworthy? Right.
0: Do you love me? Yeah.
1: Like this? There's Probably right. not. Probably I need to fix... Very good reasons for why people like me bring that to relationship because of, yeah. you know, family upbringing, all that. Um, but that that is exactly what needs to come undone in the spiritual life because we have this God who strives, the striving God
0: mm-hmm.
1: who wants mm-hmm. to love us into loving and, um, the very last thing we want to do is um, that I want to do. Sorry, I'm being interrupted by somebody knocking on my door, so that's why I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> um, God actually loves us unconditionally.
0: And is He's striving. striving for us. Yes, that's all I'm trying to say. Yes. <laughs> but it takes a long time for us to undo everything that's been done in us and to us, uh, to be able to trust that. Yeah, like you, you know, you like talk, forever. I like,
1: talk to my wife, who's a you know like a, a psychotherapist, and like some of this stuff is like patterned in you, in terms of the, your style of attachment, saying which yeah. you bring to your style of attachment to God. By, yes. the, by the way. Yes. Some <laughs> of this stuff happens to us before we're three years old. It's not even conscious, right? Mm-hmm. And so. There's this inevitable kind of working out of stuff that may be in our bodies, but not in our conscious minds that you have Mm -hmm. to undo and undo and relax into and say, oh, weird, I'm like holding on here and I'm Mm -hmm. still doing that old thing, even though I figured out to not do that over there, but in this instance, you know. Yeah. I've set my mind on the flesh so it's, it's not even a once right. for all thing it's, it's not you know because Paul has his Damascus road and we all think what's all going to happen poof, bam <laughs> but it's much more like like who am I trusting in this moment like really in any endeavor right mm-hmm. like like supplicating to God like the colleague says mm-hmm. whatever that is mm-hmm. calling on your name right yeah. like so who am I calling on in this instance am I calling on my own natural talents and my wit and my guile mm-hmm. and my efforts or can I release that a little bit and mm-hmm. set my mind on the spirit that mm-hmm. already dwells in me and have some trust right
0: mm-hmm. it's another version of who am I worshipping right now
1: yeah where am I planted right all these lovely little jabby questions that Mm-hmm. I think work best so um, as kind of ways to kind of w- wake us up, up out of our sort of waking sleep mm-hmm. of habitual patterning
0: mm-hmm. let anyone with ears listen <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah.
1: Are we at the parable? Yeah, yeah. I think
0: we're at the gospel. Okay. Do we need to take a moment?
1: Sh- sure. Okay,
0: back in just a second. Okay, we're back uh, with a reading from the gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord. With heavy rain, verse eleven of the psalm. With heavy rain, you soften the ground and bless its increase. Mm -hmm. And the Isaiah. What am I trying to get at Mm here? Prosper for that which I sent it.
0: and snow water the earth making it bring forth and sprout
1: so cuz sometimes i've heard this preached and and I unfortunately tried to live like it's my job to <laughs> i'm obviously stony rocky ground mm. <laughs> and i need to get to soften soften mm. soil by my own effort right mm. and the Isaiah and the Psalms and the parable itself actually are try- and Paul are trying to show us that this is this is a receptivity to grace that we are actually it's a, it's a softening mm-hmm. spiritual life is a softening by grace mm-hmm. that
0: that like God does
1: waters the parched places and moistens us and allows us to become ever more um, surrendered receptive. Mm-hmm. And like, since the devil makes an appearance, like you might as well say that um, my word will accomplish that for which I purposed. Like even the devil cannot mm-hmm. stop this. The evil one can snatch it away the way a bird snatches it away. But guess what? The bird poops it out, <laughs> and the seed still... So yes, there. so it's a call to like steadfastness, perseverance, patient endurance, like all these sort of Pauline virtues sure. of like just one foot in front of the other, mm-hmm. despite the way things look, that, mm-hmm. that it's setting our minds on the, the world of the spirit, mm-hmm. like with looking with the eye of faith, not mm-hmm. with... Side, um, but I don't know it. And then the other thing, the other, I think the other way I've worked with this is like, so like if everything's always already seated with Christ's presence, right? Mhm. Then it's like where I'm setting my mind, the habit of heart determines what I'm seeing and what's what fruit is being born mm-hmm. And so, like really, in any encounter, in any moment, um, with myself, with other people, and mm-hmm. with God's creation. Um, I can be closed down, contracted, stony, snatched snatched away. yep. held captive, caught up, caught up, or I can be obsessed with the the wants and desires of the I me mean mind, the, the, the things that choke.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or there can be a softening into the Christ who was already here, right?
0: So you can be all these types of soil 30 times each, every day, every hour.
1: Yeah, and if you sit still for 30 minutes and do contemplative prayer, you will experience that. You will experience stony ground, Mm -hmm. you will experience being choked by the cares of the world, Mm -hmm. you'll experience the softening, Mm -hmm. Um, and practices like that of noticing when you're caught up and releasing the thought and coming back to the prayer word of the breath or coming back to just sitting or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. um, those are actually practices that um, help us open to i was going to say cultivate but it's not even mm-hmm. really that open to the already softened ground of the heart mm-hmm. like it's not even that your heart of stone needs to be turned to a heart of flesh Mm -hmm. you have a soft heart that we armor with stoniness
0: yeah
1: or something like that yeah right
0: yeah the the receptivity that is true and first Mm -hmm. and primary created good Mm -hmm. in God's image in loving relationship it gets covered over um, but it is the tiniest opening to let that Mm -hmm. dissolve
1: yeah. That's Some why off, yeah. Athanasius when he talks about the image of God in us as a painting that's been covered over with smoky smoke and Candle wax. Candle yeah. wax and we and it's almost obscured, but then through the incarnation Jesus comes and wipes it clean for yeah. us. But like that's also sort of what mm-hmm. the life of discipleship is, it's like this it's already been given to us. Mm-hmm. The spirit already dwells in our hearts mm-hmm. you know, as Paul's saying um, the spirit of the one who's been raised from dead dwells in our hearts and so the practice becomes like okay well I seem to be living from some other strange world of my own making
0: mm-hmm. the world of flesh <laughs> separate self far away I have to claw my way uh-huh. through effort back to
1: God and so what happens if I notice that see that as made up yeah idolatrous, ultimately, Uh a golden calf that I'm worshipping in, open the hand. Mm -hmm. Right?
0: You drench the furrows, smooth out the ridges with heavy rain, you soften the ground and bless its increase.
1: I've always been very encouraged by the before he goes into the explanation but the, the even when there's soft soil there's some have a hundredfold some 60 some 30 mm-hmm. there is no accounting for Mm-mm. so stop measuring stop right. comparing you know one of the great hangups in the spiritual life is comparing yourself to others where am I according, compared mm-hmm. to this person that person right and the whole thing can turn into this big sort of comparative project of measuring mm-hmm. yourself others and um, some of us just bear 30 fold and Great. that is perfect yeah. and others it's given to them to bear a hundredfold yeah. thanks be to God in both cases it's mm-hmm. the full measure pressed
0: down-hmm running
1: over uh, so it, it's not for us to measure to count and yeah. compare.
0: This word that is Christ that's seated in all the world is accomplishing what it purposed. It's not, you know, bumper crop here, uh, It only sort of turned out there. Yeah. No, in both cases, <laughs> uh, what God purposed uh, is brought forth,
1: mm-hmm. uh, is offered back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes it looks like a, a wild violet. A rose. Mm -hmm. Both are perfect expressions. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why, like, the best book for Christian discipleship is called The The Weeds of the Northeast. (laughs) It's a book I committed to memory because I I realized I didn't know the name, I knew the names of the flowers and the grasses and the birds and the trees, but I didn't know the names of all the weeds.
0: It's very important. And you get
1: to know the names of all the weeds, the butter and eggs and the jewel weed and all uh-huh. this. Um, and you start to see, like, there's actually no such thing as a weed. Mm-hmm. Each one is, like, easily as beautiful as an Easter lily. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and not so fussy. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to cut the stamens off them so you don't right. stain your vestments, you know, or whatever. But, like... Uh, like that really opened my eyes to like oh like each one is mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. the one like mm-hmm. the perfect expression that it's Christ as you know yeah. chickweed Christ as Easter Lily mm-hmm. and each one is perfect and yeah. complete and lacking nothing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so some hundredfold some it's not for us to count
0: mm-hmm.
1: comparisons are odious as uh, Cervantes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just doing the, the mustard seed hmm. and the leaven parables with some of the youth. And um, just remembering that the mustard seed that grows in, mm-hmm. from the tiny seed into the, mm-hmm. the mighty tree
1: mm-hmm. is a weed. It's a weed.
0: It is. And it takes over your nice, orderly garden and ruins your whole plan.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's illegal to plant because it's, it's against all the laws, Levitical law. Yeah, you're not allowed to plant it in your garden. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it doesn't fit into the neat, orderly horticultural manual of right. the Levitical codes. Yeah. Of what you can grow next to what.
0: The row by row plan mm-hmm. for your little garden. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's why like that statement the kingdom of God is hum- come near is like the most absurd understatement of, mm-hmm. in all of scripture because like like as Bill Clinton would say, it's like it depends on what you mean by near. Mm-hmm. You know, because <laughs> like for real, like Yeah. Yeah. the... But the comparing mind is always distancing. And saying, mm-hmm. Getting nearer, right. getting closer to. But there is no near or far.
0: Yeah, the nearer the near, not separate self, life in the spirit. Um, that's, that's the place where joy doesn't depend on circumstance. Mm-hmm.
1: Chop the it's wood, am there, Lift the stone, I am there. I mean, I know it's Gospel of Thomas, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I've heard Callistos Ware quote that, so it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that was fun. Mm -hmm. We good? I
0: think so. Until next time.
1: God bless. See you later.
0: All right. Take care.